Welcome to the Deep Space Podcast. I'm Jamil Castillo, and I'm joined by my colleague and co-host, Kristen Kapovic. We're with the Coalition for Deep Space Exploration, a space advocacy group based in Washington, D.C. This week, we are bringing you the second episode of our podcast, Leadership in Space series. What does it take to be a leader in the space field? Throughout this series, we are speaking with some of the people guiding different generations of professionals as space activities unfold in a rapidly evolving environment. But more than that, we want to talk about what being a leader looks like, especially when you work in such a visionary field. Hi, I'm Kristen Kapovic. Today, we're excited to welcome Barbara Slayton, the Vice President and Strategic Account Executive for NASA, NOAA, and the National Science Foundation at Leidos. Barbara has worked for many well-known companies in the space sector, including Lockheed Martin and Northrop Grumman, and has held very diverse roles from engineering to marketing to business development. Barbara lives in Clarksville, Maryland with her husband, Jeff, and they have two grown children. Barbara, thanks so much for joining us today. To get started, can you tell us a little bit about your company and what Lidos does in space? Yes, Kristen, thanks so much for having me. Uh, Lidos is a $12 billion Fortune 500 IT engineering and science solutions company. So it sort of covers the gamut there. Our, our markets that we serve include defense, intel, civil, and health, with space being germane to, to all of these markets. And through the merger with Lockheed Martin ISNGS, Lidos has been involved in human spaceflight for more than 50 years uh, through supporting mission operations, the pack the cargo for the ISS, we support human health and performance in space, and perhaps not well-known, we actually developed the food for the astronauts. So with the recent acquisition of Dynetics, Lightus is now one of the three companies competing for the next human lander for our return to the moon. So that's Lightus in a nutshell in terms of what we're doing in space. Thank you, Barbara. And now I would like to ask you, how did you get started in space? Sure. Well, professionally, I got involved in the space industry in the early 2000s when I was selected to be the vice president of business development for what we called then our space operations business. But personally, I've been involved my entire life. Um, as a child, I lived in Merritt Island, Florida. Um, my stepfather worked at the Cape. And in elementary school, they used to take us out on the playground to see all those uh, Gemini and early Apollo launches. So it was truly a fantastic experience as a child. So I like to think of space as part of my DNA. And I think my passion for it came through when I was interviewing for that position back in the uh, early 2000s. That, that's, that, that's a great story. And uh, following up on that, and also a little bit on what, oh, what you said before about Lidos are current dynetics and working on a human landing system to go back to the moon. I wanted to ask you, why do we explore space? What, in your opinion, why explore space? Well, you know, I, in thinking about that, you know, there's, there's sort of obvious reasons in terms of scientific discovery, economic reasons, 
um, national security reasons, even diplomatic reasons. But I think at our heart, human beings are explorers and we are curious and we're driven to take on the next challenge. And the next challenge for us is space. There's so much to learn and understand about space. You know, how do we not explore space? Sort of my view of that. I, I love that. And I, Barbara, I just, Kristen here, I wanted to jump in. I could really relate to your story because I actually grew up in Vero Beach, about what, 40 miles south of, of um, Kennedy and Cape Canaveral. And so I kind of got involved in space in the same way. We would always run out in the backyard and watch the shuttle, the shuttle launches. Um, and so that, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I think, you know, those of us who had the opportunity to do that are so spoiled and, and didn't, I know as a child, I didn't appreciate how great that opportunity was. And, and now living, you know, in the Northeast or Mid-Atlantic, you know, you don't have that opportunity like, like we did as children. And it was, uh, it was a fantastic experience. Yeah, for sure. I'd like to turn our discussion to the subject of leadership. Um, I think everyone has a different leadership style and a very different idea of what being a leader is. So I wanted to ask you, how would you describe your leadership style? And as a follow-up to that, what advice would you give to those who are aspiring leaders? Sure. Um, I think my leadership style is be the kind of leader I want for myself. So what that means to me is a leader who's approachable, um, is there to help, but doesn't micromanage, who cares about me as a person and is someone I can trust. So as a leader, I think it's important to set the tone with, with your team um, on your values, you know, integrity, commitment, collaboration, the things you expect in terms of behavior style of your team. And you, you need to walk the talk. I mean, if you don't walk the talk, how do you expect your team to do it? Um, I also believe it's a leader's job to go to bat for members of their team to have their back and, and create that trust. I, I'm sometimes surprised at people in leadership positions who, who don't do this, frankly. Um, my, my advice to expiring leaders is be, be genuine. People can figure out when you're not genuine. Um, figure out what you're doing well as a leader and keep doing it. Um, figure out what your blind spots are and, and work on those. Um, ideally, you want to create an environment where you can give and receive feedback openly so that your team members can improve and so can you. Wow, that's really good. appreciate you sharing that. I think um, obviously every leader has to be focused on the mission, whatever that team is, is trying to accomplish. And I think that word mission really, really seems applicable in, in the space industry. But I think I totally agree with you that it often gets overlooked that the best way to accomplish that is by really looking out for the people under you and, you know, and being the type of leader that you would like to have. And on that note, I wanted to ask you, do you, you know, do you see any ways in which being a leader in the space industry is unique? So, I mean, there's a lot of similarities with being a, a good leader in the space industry as being a good leader in other industries. But, you know, one thing that I think is unique about space is that people in this business have an incredible passion <laughs> about what they work on. 
So as a leader, you need to really understand what motivates your team members and help them achieve success with that in mind. Um, you know, one of the things that came to my mind when reflecting on this was um, someone in your team may not even want a promotion in another business area because it's, it's not space. You know, that's not what they want to do. And I think my job as a leader is to help them decide if taking that assignment would help them or hurt them get to their long-term goal. Um, I know for me personally, you know, when I've taken on those stretch excitements that have pushed me out of my comfort zone, I've gotten the most growth out of them. And I think that's something as a leader I need to, to share with others. Uh, that, you know, you can be a better leader sometimes if you go do something different and then come back to what you do. Um, I think another unique aspect of space is the life cycle of it. You need to have patience and a, and a long-term view. Uh, unlike some commercial products that are developed and, and to the market within months, our critical space programs are, are years, even decades in the making. So um, you need to have that that patience, that understanding of this is something you're doing that really matters, but it's going to take a very long time. That's very good perspective. Um, just in the the six or so years that I've been in the space industry, I even <laughs> feel that way. A lot of patience is involved. Um, so, you know, we, we talk a lot in the space industry and refer back to President Kennedy's famous speech, We Choose to Go to the Moon, where he talks about, you know, that as a nation, it's important that we do this, not because it's easy, but because it's hard. And I think we talk about that a lot in the space community, that we need to do hard things um, to inspire us, to grow our knowledge in science, technology, and the universe. And as you mentioned earlier, to fulfill our human desire to explore I wondered if you could talk about that a little bit in the context of leadership and how leaders often have to make hard decisions and motivate the people under them to undertake difficult tasks. What do you personally think the value is in pursuing hard things and in expecting them in the people who work with you? Well, Chris, you're absolutely right. Space is hard. <laughs> um, I would say, first off, my reaction to that question is, if a person doesn't like to do hard, they probably shouldn't be in this business, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> it, 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 there's nothing easy about it. Um, but you know, reflecting on what I said before, I think getting out of your comfort zone and taking on those hard challenges isn't easy, but that's where you grow the most. Um, you'll feel the most rewarded. Um, as I said before, the, the assignments that challenge me the most are the ones that I'm, that I'm most proud of. Um, so we should all do hard. Um, as far as demanding hard things and people that work for me, I go back to what I said about walking the talk. You know, if I'm not willing to work hard to push myself, how can I expect others to do the same? Um, and then sort of complementary to that, I think we need to publicly recognize and reward those who take on the hard things, even when they don't always work out the way we might expect. You know, we, we certainly want to recognize and reward success, but sometimes success comes through um, a few bumps in the road, right? <laughs> so we need to, we need to encourage people to, to take those chances to do the hard things. And even if the immediate result isn't, 
what we thought the long-term result will definitely be be there. That's really good. Thank you. Yeah, Barbara, thank you for that answer. That was really insightful. I want to now go back a little bit and ask you, who inspired and mentored you in your life and your career? Sure. Um, well, of course, you know, I have to start with my parents. Uh, you know, they gave me the core values that I have and, you know, encouraged me all along the way to be the very best at whatever I pursued. Um, you know, I remember one time early in my career complaining to my dad about not being considered for a job that was a, was a promotion. And I thought that, you know, that I deserved. And his response to me was the best way to get promoted is to do the absolutely best job at the one you have now. And it was a little bit of a tough love for me, but you know how true that is. Right. And, and it's something that I really took to heart and I focused very much on whatever assignment I had, you know, do the best job. And I feel like the, the rewards came, um, in terms of mentoring, you know, in my professional life, I've had coworkers and leaders who've mentored me, and many, but not all, were men. You know, men that pushed me to take on the next challenge, who had more confidence in me than I sometimes had in myself. Um, some were former astronauts. Uh, I also had some great women leaders who supported me and acted as role models. And, and I've had both formal and informal mentors, and I think both have benefited me tremendously throughout my career. So we asked you about what advice you would give to aspiring leaders, but now I wanted to ask you what advice you have for younger people entering the space field. Um, well, there's a... There's a few things that come to mind on that. Um, I think the first is to do what you're passionate about. You know, what, what motivates you? Um, when you love what you do, work isn't work. <laughs> I have found that, you know, in my career. It's, it's becomes an incredibly rewarding part of your life. So um, if you really don't like what you're doing, then, then try to find something different. But if you, if you love what you're doing, it's amazing how fast the months and the years go by. Um, the second thing is something I mentioned before, which is having patience and the long-term view. It's, it's a unique industry, um, and, and I think you need to have that perspective when you, when you enter it. And then I think thirdly, um, you know, be open to the new experiences that I mentioned before as well, especially the ones that push you out of your comfort zone. Um, stay curious stay open to trying new things, you know, you certainly won't regret it. I appreciate that insight, Barbara. When you think about your role as a leader and your career, what would you most like to be known for? And I guess, what would you like your legacy to be? Wow. Um, I, I think I'd like to be known as a good leader and a trusted team player um, who showed a, a passion for the business, but also a compassion for the people. Um, I, I think you really need both as a good leader. Um, I think I hope that young women see me as a, a role model of having both a successful career and a full family life. And I hope that young men see me as someone who is an advocate for, for everyone on the team. 
So, you know, to sum it up, I guess, you know, just as a, a really good team player and a, and a really strong contributor, that's, that's what I'd like to be known for. Thanks for sharing that. Those are, those are certainly really great things to aspire to. Well, we, we've loved having you here today for this discussion and really appreciate you sharing your insight and your experience and taking the time to be here. I think, I think that's all the questions that we have. So thanks so much for being here with us, Barbara. Thank you, Barbara. It has been a pleasure talking to you today and thank you for all your advice and your insight today. Well, thank you, Kristen and Jamil. I really enjoyed this and, and thank you so much for, uh, for having me on. We want to thank Barbara for being with us today, as well as all of our listeners for following our podcast. And for more podcasts, please visit our website, exploredeepspace.com, or you can listen on Apple Podcasts or Google or Spotify or wherever you like to listen. Thank you, and we look forward to being with you again next time. 